Welcome to DSMLF Radio. The Digital and Social Media Leadership Forum is an organization where many of the world's leading companies come to meet, share, and discuss insights and knowledge about social media and new technologies. Today I'm talking with Katie Howell from the social media agency Immediate Future. Named fourth most influential social media marketing expert by The Drum, a BIMA Hot 100 twice and Digerati Top 100, Katie is CEO at Immediate Future, a social digital consultancy that helps brands succeed in social media and deliver value to the business. Katie's social expertise spans many industries with clients including Thomson Reuters, the post office, IBM, Selfridges, Cineworld and Diageo. I knew I was going to pronounce that wrong. <laughs> so uh, welcome, Katie. <laughs> Good to have you with us. Thank you. So start by telling us a little bit more about what you actually do, and then uh, we'll sort of uh, carry on with the interview from there. Certainly, yes. Um, so Meteor Futures actually been doing social media for, uh, for 12 years this May. Uh, started when it was all about MySpace and blogs and, and Facebook and Twitter were just a twinkle in the eye. Uh -huh. um, and we've progressed the business here to support brands actually making strong connections with customers through social media. Lovely. And today we're going to be talking specifically about paid social. So uh, perhaps start by telling us what you mean by that. Good question, because actually today we're going to talk about a very specific type of paid social. Um, the social that we uh, find to be most effective when you start paying for those adverts, which is what we're getting to the base of, is um, predominantly sponsored posts and promoted posts. So those are the sort of um, posts that you see within the, the timelines and, and Twitter streams. Um, rather than display um, or programmatic. So those are the, the sort of ads that, that we as consumers of, of social media uh, sometimes see and don't realise that they've actually been paid for because they're, they're part of, of the sort of social activity that we're, that we're participating in. Is that, is that what, what we're saying? Yes, absolutely. Totally yeah. correct. Yeah, lovely. So, so why should we bother with paid social? Why should we be uh, investing in it? I think there are, there are two reasons. We, we know, and I'm going to assume our audience is fairly aware, that, that we now have a very large percentage of, the, percentage of the population active on social media. By that, I mean Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it. We have an active population, and it is an opportunity for us as brands to reach them. So I'm going to work on that assumption all the way through this discussion. But one of the issues is is that when we started in social media 12 years ago it was free to be on social media but eventually those platforms have to make money and they make money through advertising and what you're now seeing is very restrictive practices so as a brand with a brand page your posts are seeing being seen what we call organically by a decreasing number of people so the post that you put out on your Facebook page for your company are, are are dropping in terms of who they're being uh, served to. So I'll give you an idea. Approximately somewhere between twelve and six percent of of your audience, so the people that have liked your page, will actually see any one single post. And for those with very big followings, it'll be somewhere around the one percent mark. 
So in other words, even on your own profile pages, you are not being seen by the audience that has chosen to follow you. So that, that's a very dramatic one that you can see on Facebook, but Twitter is going exactly the same way, as is LinkedIn and as is Instagram. You're beginning to see algorithms change, which means that less and less content that is produced organically without being paid for will actually be seen by the customer. So that's probably the biggest change. The second is that for those that are getting serious about social media and understanding about how to get value and a return on investment through social media, then paid, um, paid social media actually allows for segmenting, targeting, serving relevant ads, greater conversion and, and better results. So there's an actual very positive way to look at this. Mm, that it, it's it's albeit you're paying for it you're actually getting an opportunity to get in front of absolutely the right people rather than doing something that's sort of one to many and you don't really know who those many people are absolutely mm -hmm. so so what is the secret to paid social um it's a really interesting one because as we've begun to as the industry itself has begun to learn how to use social media there are still too many companies that still that, that purchase advertising in a kind of spray and pray hopeful view that if they just blast adverts out to, to, to chunky audiences they'll get results. And on every level you're not rewarded to it for, for doing that. So the, the secret to paid is twofold. The first is you still need your organic posts. You still need to be able to understand and build community and structure relationships. All those things are really essential. But on the other side, you also need to think about how to refine your objectives. And this is actually, and I find this again and again over the last you know, 12 years, is that a lot of the principles that we talk about in social media, which is so modern and of today, of 2016, are actually principles that, that are are hardwired into good marketing practices and so in order to make, maximize and get the best that you can out of your paid social to, to lower your bid costs, to increase conversions, to get better returns, all of those things hinge on refining your objectives, understanding your audiences. So the first thing you do is you start by understanding your personas. So what, who are and going as far beyond demographics that you can. That kind of we want to target everybody from the age of 13 to 50 is not a good demographic because <laughs> that's pretty much everybody on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Et mm. So you start by refining your objectives and you, you, if you really want to do this well, you go beyond platform analytics. So at the back end of both Facebook and Twitter you will find that there is analytics which you'll come to which will say you know, of your audience or of this particular audience 50% are interested in buying a car and 20% want to you know, eat pizza on a Friday. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, that's in there but you need to go beyond that and actually it's much much better to start with a monitoring tool which can be trained and you train it so that you understand what your customer purchase journey is. Once you understand what your customer purchase journey is and what language they use as they're moving towards 
buying something. So the, the, the better you understand where your segments fit in terms of their behavior, so you then begin to understand that maybe they use Facebook, I'm just making this up, but maybe they use Facebook for consideration, maybe they use Twitter for the final sale or deal, you know, or this is where they go after they do this particular action. And this really matters if what you want to do is actually get results. So you get a base level of audience data and then you go back into um, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and you take that information and the back end is lovely because you can look at this analytics and actually begin in the paid model begin to filter those down. So you filter, the functionality lets you filter them down. So you can filter them by, you know, say a millennial sort of audience of 18 into to, to 26, for instance. You can filter them by demographics, but you can also filter them by geography. You can filter them by interest, so maybe they like going to the pub. And then you can go even further and start to look at behaviors. There are some behaviors, for instance, particularly on, on Twitter, which are triggered by things that um, people say and do. Like, for instance, it's a hot day today, I fancy an ice cream, it just happens to be a very warm day today, so when you think of that. <laughs> um, and, and although, you know, this all looks confusing if you're not looking at the visual behind this, what, what I'm suggesting that, you know, people who are interested in doing this better, what they do is actually explore all the options so they understand the kind of language being used, the information being used, because later down the line what's going to matter most is relevancy and recency and, and that context those are the things that matter when it comes to paid social so just going back to the, the comment about it's it's warm so I fancy an ice cream how how would you sort of analyze that what would what would that make you do as a as an organization if you were focused so, on that? Absolutely, yeah, great question. So on, on, on Twitter, this is predominantly on Twitter, for instance, you might, um, for instance, if you sold ice cream, you may have normal standard stuff about encouraging people to eat ice cream with their warm puddings and all sorts through the winter. But when there is an odd sort of day like this in the middle of May when we've had snow less than a week before, <laughs> what you're going to do is cat, you're going, what happens is you trap this kind of information and you you say when a key when somebody says the word ice cream I'm going to serve them an ad right. so it doesn't serve an ad until you say the word ice cream or until you say the word sunny day it's yeah. really hot those kind of you probably have to watch that word but you know there's there's a certain set of phrases that you need to be careful of and a certain set of <laughs> phrases you need yeah. to make sure because they might be discussing something else like like their dinner, um, um, but you would say, say it's a, somebody says it's a sunny day, then that ad would be served to them, which is go buy our brand of ice cream in your local store or something like yeah. that, or we're doing one deal. You know, whatever your promotion, whatever your advert is, whatever your continuation of a discussion, whatever your branding and messaging is. Yes, yeah, and that's the bit where people who are a bit suspicious of social media see that as being a bit big brother, don't they? Whereas actually, if you think about it, having a, an ad served to you that is absolutely relevant to your current need is really, is great, isn't it? If, yeah. <laughs> if you would need yeah. something and, and you have that. It's extraordinarily creepy, isn't it? 
<laughs> if you yes yeah, so and you if you don't understand i guess where where it's coming from so so that example was uh, a a b2c example a consumer um situation where you know you're trying to sell ice cream to to the sort of general public if you like what about business to business Do, does paid social work for b2b as well Oh, yes, absolutely. It's absolutely delicious as well. Because most of us in B2B, it is, I love it, because because B2B is much more structured in its approach. Yeah. So in structuring, you tend to find most B2B organisations have a fairly strong view of their market segments to understand what passion, slightly different from passion points tend to be what the pain points are in B2B. So there's a great deal more clarity and structure in it. But there is a difference between B2B and B2C, and it's not what people always think. Because people think, oh, well, if I'm doing B2B, we must be on LinkedIn. Well, yes, you can be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is quite expensive, actually, yeah. um, as, a, as a, a, a paid platform. Um, but actually, you don't have to be. In fact, increasingly, platforms like Twitter, which now serve you professional personas, you can reach out to business people within Twitter, and although it's very well um, documented as successful in America, Facebook um, is beginning to also work here. And this is because the lines between the way we behave in business and the way we behave in the consumer world are blurring terribly. Yeah. Um, and so we are we are looking for relationships, and this is I use this word in sort of inverted commas. But I want my re I want someone to serve me something that's relevant. If right now what I really need is a a new computer, then seeing an ad right now, this minute, when I'm in that mode, or is absolutely perfect. Do you see what I mean? It, yeah. It's hitting the spot right at the time. It's likely to catch my attention. And if if one of my big issues is enterprise systems, for instance, and I'm a big I, you know, I'm an IT guy that's thinking, right, what do I need to do to put on the shortlist? What do I need to find out? What knowledge do I need to understand in order to make that purchase? How would I make that purchase? Should I look at a cloud system or a hosted system? All of these sort of things are exactly the kind of information that people are now sharing on social media. And that means that we can identify them. We can, um, we can also data match from, so as a B2B organization, in fact, it works just the same for consumer. If you have email addresses, we can put those through Facebook and Twitter and we can say, Find these people, find as many of these people that you can on social media and find me other people that are like them. Yeah. And although we don't get to pull the data back out and go, here are another 500 leads, what we're able to do is say, right, if this is a core audience and we know these are core customers, then Facebook and Twitter will do exactly the same. The social networks will do exactly the same. They'll find similar people and we're able to then target them. So Facebook is more acceptable. It's not just about LinkedIn. And in fact, the behaviors are very, very getting closer and closer to being similar. The only real variance is if you're using paid in B2B for lead generation, then you really have to think in a much more connected way. And by that, I mean it's very likely that you'll be taking them to a website, which means that that website needs to have data capture on it, that that it would be a strong landing page, and that data then is filtered through 
information systems. So you do have to have a, a think about how that how your social not only lands with the potential customer but then transfers through the business. Mm. So best practice in paid social, is it all about the data and, and how you monitor it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing because I wish it was just that simple. It's not. And I, I, I don't I don't mean to overcomplicate it, but still, still, still content matters. And it matters because it's not just about saying I found those people that love ice cream or I've discovered the people that are trying to you know increase their knowledge of cloud systems for instance I'm, it's not just as simple as that because now what I've got to do is say that piece of content I'm going to serve them is going to be a great deal more relevant to them so I need to make sure that my copy and my creative is recognized by that person and it triggers a response whatever that really, whether it's to rush out and buy ice cream or to download a white paper mm. on the five things that I need to know about cloud computing yes so there's always discussion about return on interest um, on an interest even return on investment um, around yeah. social media and I guess depending on who you're, you're speaking to is 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 you get a different story you know the finance people are always looking for you know sales at the end of it and that's what everyone's looking for, but there's 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 sort of um, stop off points on the way where it is about building that relationship, and it is about, as you said, just getting people to sort of feel good about the brand rather than necessarily put their hands in their pockets, you know, here and now. But how how can brands make an impact on the investment that that, that they make and, and and get them the best from that investment? What 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 sort of tips have you got for them? I, this is a really good question because there are two sides to this coin when it comes to pay, there's the part which says, am I getting business value? Let's, let's talk more business, because for those that want branding, so alcohol drinks brands, it, yes, they want to see uplift, but they also want um, brand equity points, which is the yeah, the return bit. But the investment bit is, is just as important, because if you're not careful, if you don't manage your bid costs, if you don't uh, take care when you are making those, um, uh, when you're start when you're when you're starting your paid activity, then then you're in danger of actually it costing you more than it need to, and that's where you know because like um, like PPC the bid value can change. You need to be watching this on a daily basis. So shrewd spending is just as important as the return. So shrewd spending is optimizing. So you should be watching. You know, in some cases, we've watched by the hour what's what's going up, what's going down, because particularly on something that's hot topic. So, if you had been backing, if you had been targeting people who are likely to vote all week, today that that um, bid term will probably be very costly because there'll be a whole load of people bidding against you mm. to get seen. Yeah. So. You need to be really smart about that because obviously today is, is voting day. The other thing is that Facebook and Twitter and, and, and the social networks actually reward you and charge you less if your, um, your promotional or sponsored post is actually really relevant. In other words, the more it's liked, the more it's clicked, and the quicker that happens, the more likely Facebook is to say, oh, this is really relevant. They've got their targeting right. This is I'll serve more of these for less. 
Right. And that's really important. So this is why all that preamble of finding out what your segments are, of, of refining the behaviors, of working out who your audience is, of working out what keywords you need to target, all of this thing is absolutely worth it because it will save you a fortune. But one of the one of the the beauty the thing that you have to remember when it comes to social media is it's 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 part relationship. It's part about one-on-one, -on -one. it's part about personalization. And that matters just as much as the kind of sponsored and, and promoted post side of things, trying to get your message across. And so the behavior that you need to show is that you're paying attention, that you're listening. You know how we mm. talk about social listening all the time. You have to be able to show that. And so the value in investing the time real person looking at this stuff on a regular basis far outweighs any sort of let's just target you know every single mother in the whole of the United Kingdom today and leave that for three weeks and then go check it out yeah yeah I think and that's probably sort of the, the top tip to to take away from this it's that that uh, mm -hmm. constant monitoring piece definitely excellent well thank you Kate it's been really interesting uh, exploring more about uh, paid social and hopefully you've inspired some uh, some brands out there to go and do a bit more with it Fabulous. Thank you. So thank you for tuning in. We're going to continue to be covering a whole variety of themes and topics moving forwards. If you'd like to be on the show, please get in touch with us via our website, which is dsmlf.info.